This is Catholic Daily Brief. Episode 32. The new errors are just old ones recycled. The extreme secularism that we have in our day and age might want to pretend that it's enlightened and it's freed itself from the shackles of ancient religion, the oppression of old ideas. But what we'll see is the new secularism is really just an old religious superstition. Far from being new and enlightened, it's old and regressive and, as I said, superstitious. In fact, what you'll find is that there really aren't any new errors. Any new strain of thought that comes up nowadays, presenting itself as the new idea, usually is just a rehashing or a recycling of an old heresy that popped up in the ancient world or in the early days of the church. And the one we're going to talk about today that's pretty broadly shared by people who consider themselves secular intellectuals is an error or a heresy called Gnosticism, from the Greek word gnosis, which means knowledge. That's G-N-O-S-I-S. And what this Gnosticism is, is actually a heresy that is a perversion of Christian ideas and also a superstition. And superstition is an improper or irrational form of worship. So either improperly worshiping God or worshiping something else or investing certain things or actions with supernatural power. Now, when you hear it explained that way, you might think, well, this doesn't sound at all like modern secularism or what the intellectual elites nowadays would hold to. And I'm not claiming that they consciously hold to any kind of superstition or heresy. In fact, they think they're being purely rational and scientific and eschewing religion altogether, that they're above the idea of the supernatural or worship or anything like that. While, in fact, they hold certain philosophical ideas or engage in certain practices that really are superstitious or based on ancient irrational beliefs or ancient irrational perversions of true religion. So to a Christian well-versed in the history of the church and the history of religion, when confronted with some of these ideas that hold sway today, just recognize them as old ideas that have been confronted centuries ago by some of the greatest minds in the Christian tradition and debunked and dismantled. While, of course, they take on different appearances nowadays because of the different point we are at in history and the different technologies we have and the different customs we have, even though they're different in appearance, when you strip away all of that, you find the same kernels of the errors of long ago. Now, I'm talking about Gnosticism because it covers a broad range of ideas and thoughts. Because you can point to all different kinds of belief systems that have all kinds of different errors and superstitions throughout history, but Gnosticism seems to be the broadest set of ideas that we can point to that inform modern thinking, unbeknownst to modern thinkers. Gnosticism isn't so much a systematic set of ideas, uh, because after all, it's irrational and superstitious, so it lacks rational clarity and it lacks a unity because it's, it's a characteristic of falsehood that it's kind of chaotic and random and contradictory. But we'll point out certain principles that are found within the various Gnostic religions that seem to be present and seem to be principles in the way that secular society thinks. Gnosticism might be considered one of the first heresies or first errors that the early church had to deal with and debunk. 
Even St. John the Apostle, it is said, really wrote his gospel in the way that he did to combat certain Gnostic ideas at the time. There's the, the denial of Christ's actual humanity, for example. We see in St. John that he begins with a very strong affirmation of Christ's flesh, that he's God became man and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Even in his other New Testament letters, he emphasizes this. He says, that which we have seen, which we have touched, the word of life, he emphasizes the reality of flesh of the word and therefore the goodness of the material world inasmuch as God himself took on our created human nature. St. Augustine also dealt with a form of Gnosticism called Manichaeism, which again claimed the evil of the material world. So that's a first idea that's present in Gnosticism is that it's a, it's a very negative view of the material world that is denying the goodness of created reality, affirming that our bodies and the material world are things to be escaped because they are the product of evil. So that's the first thing, a negative view of the material world. And here you see one of the first contradictions in this view of the world because the modern secular view of the world entails materialism. That is the belief that matter is all there is and everything that is, is just matter. So you might expect this view of the world to highly value matter to see in it the key to understanding something about ourselves and the world. But the contradiction is this secular view of the world doesn't value matter because as we see in, for example, gender ideology, the guiding principle is matter is oppressive, that the external world around me and my body mean nothing and they are obstacles to expressing my true inner self. So it's a kind of weird contradiction there that matter is all there is, but also matter is oppressive of my authentic self. But then when you claim there's an authentic self, you're claiming that there's something more than matter. So a scientist who would be a, a self-proclaimed atheist, secularist, materialist would say on the one hand, matter is all there is, and also the matter oppresses your true spiritual self or your true inner authentic self. So as I said, these ideas don't have a logical coherence. They don't have a unity, a rational unity. It's just this mix of various ideas that don't work well together. But evil and falsehood don't really care about that. The devil is uh, an agent of chaos. So this first principle of the material world is oppressive is an important one in both ancient Gnostic ideas and current. Gnostic secular ideas. It also can explain the increase in depression and psychological issues because if you're really taught and formed to think that this world is all there is and this world is bad and oppressive, it doesn't really leave much room for any positive view of life. If you're told you're the product of random chance, that everything around you means nothing and lead to nothing, and perhaps that the real freedom is escaping this oppressive reality, you can see how suicide and other issues can result from that. So in a way, the secular Gnosticism has the negative view without any of the positive spiritual view of ancient Gnosticism. That is that we actually do have a spirit and the goal of the spirit is to be freed from the evil oppression of matter. The secular form of that leaves out the spiritual part, which explains why even though there's mockery of traditional religion, especially Christianity, nowadays among those who consider themselves secular, there has arisen the spiritual side of Gnosticism. The idea that freedom and salvation comes through a special kind of knowledge. So Gnosticism tended to be pretentious, 
That is, it looked with scorn upon the ideas of Christianity, which were accessible to everyone. Gnosticism tended to see itself as an elite form, an elite and true form of Christianity, because salvation came from knowledge, and that knowledge was a secret kind of knowledge known only by the elite. And so how do we see that nowadays? Well, in two different ways. The first would be the increase in the practice of vague kind of spiritualities that, that are kind of non-committal with regards to the existence of God, and of course continues to look with disgust upon Christianity, especially the sacramental practices of Christianity, in favor of New Age practices, increase in astrology and psychic practices. So it's a, it's a very confused, vague, primitive, pagan kind of spirituality that doesn't want to quite commit to the idea of a personal God, but also realizes that the idea that we have a spiritual element is undeniable. Among the more educated, quote-unquote, this spiritual side of Gnosticism takes the form of the worship of science, basically. Science, quote-unquote. And we've seen that in recent years as well. The idea that even if it's irrational to believe something, and we know that just with common sense and our own understanding of the world, people will still say there's an elite group of people with a special knowledge that we don't have access to, and we should follow what they say no matter what. That's a very Gnostic idea. There's a secret knowledge inaccessible to the masses, but accessible to the elite. And because they have this secret knowledge, they have the power and they ought to rule everyone else. So the weird outcome of this confused jumble of principles is the people that call Christians superstitious or silly for believing religious authority and not using their own reason, and they have all these prayers they say and these gestures that they use, these are the very people that fall into actual superstition and paganism without any of the reasonable part of it, and they submit more to authority in an unquestioning way than Christians are called to. We, as Christians, are always called to reason through what we believe. That's the very reason for this podcast. Whereas the new secular scientific elites demand an unquestioning obedience. That even if your reason says something different, you ought to ignore your reason and ignore your own eyes and believe what they tell you to. The outcome of, of secularism is falling into the very thing that they falsely claim actual religious people fall into. So when you deny traditional Christianity, which holds to the goodness of creation, that we're both body and soul, that things were made by a God who is intelligent and gave meaning to the created world, and that this created world can tell us something, and that we ought to worship God, that our bodies and souls are good but fallen. When you deny all of this, you end up with the view of the world that says, matter is bad, it means nothing, the only freedom is escaping from the external reality around me, and the only salvation is knowledge. And that knowledge is only accessible to some, and I listen to them, and they tell me what to think. And you end up deifying or making into a god things that are not worthy of worship. And that's what superstition is. You take science or reason, anything else, and you turn it into the absolute authority and the absolute value in your life, you are falling into a really pathetic kind of superstition. It's irrational, it does not provide any kind of happiness in life, and it leads to all kinds of terrible consequences. As I said before, if you look at what we are willing to do to our own bodies and to the bodies of others nowadays in the name of our worship of science, 
It's really brutal. We do things now that are way more brutal than the barbarians did, and yet we consider ourselves enlightened and liberated, but really we've just fallen back into ancient errors without knowing it. It's much more likely to have someone nowadays who claims to be secular and atheistic and materialistic to engage in some kind of weird pagan mysticism. It seems like the main aim is simply to denounce and deny Christian view of the world, but anything else seems to be okay. The increase in witchcraft and Satanism and stuff like that, that seems to be perfectly fine with many of the so-called intellectual elite. It's simply the Christian view of the world that they heap scorn upon. And that should tell you something about the, the coherence and the rationality of this secular Gnosticism. It's willing to contradict itself, just as long as it avoids the conclusions of the Christian worldview. The goodness of the body, the goodness of creation, the salvation comes through God-made man, that we need to conform ourselves to the truth and not try to conform the world to ourselves and our desires, that our salvation comes through the authentic practice of religion, which avoids superstition, and focuses on the use of reason and the ascent of faith and the acceptance of grace through the sacraments. To not escape the material world, but to bring salvation to the material world. Because as we hear in scripture, there will be a new heavens and a new earth, and we will rise with glorified bodies. We are not seeking to escape our bodies, but to renew them in the image of Christ. And we do this through submitting to the truth, because that's what sets us free. So despite all the talk of living in an enlightened and free age, we really see a world that has fallen back into not just what ancient pagan superstition was, but even worse than that. Instead of worshipping a false god, we reject the very idea of God and worship things that aren't worthy of worship, such as science or pseudoscience, our own reason, certain forms of government. That's what superstition is. And as with many things, the worldly forces and the worldly powers prove themselves to be the very thing that they claim Christians are. Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please share this podcast with your friends and help spread the word. Also consider becoming a member at patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief. God bless.